Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Magic Mike. Now, today in the hot seat, we have Keen Boplan. Did I get your last name correct? Perfect. Absolutely thank perfect. You. Thank awesome. you. It's not an easy one. <laughs> welcome to my show, Keen. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm actually loving it. I've been listening to a lot of your shows. Thank awesome. You. Awesome. Keen, Keen, you're the host of Build Upon the Good. Yes. Tell us more about your show. Sure, absolutely. It uh, it started kind of from a very personal standpoint. It was kind of a really sad thing. It's I lost both my parents in a short amount of time to I'm cancer. So uh, thank you. And when my and it was right at the point where I was kind of starting my own family. Uh, we had two young kids. A third was on the way. So it was a lot of sort of emotional things happening. I guess you could say. And my father, when he was on his deathbed, gave this amazing uh, sort of impromptu legacy talk. And the whole point of it was basically that we have the ability to inherit the good from mm-hmm. those before us. And mm-hmm. we can kind of, any bad, we can kind of end as we, as we, you know, continue on the generations, so the next generation. So to me at the time, I was actually doing, um, I was in the financial business. So I was a family wealth advisor. So I was working with a lot of families, getting in close mm-hmm. to them and helping them from a financial standpoint. Mm-hmm. And what that hit me so hard, not just because of my dad, but because of the message. So build upon the good came from that sort of talk that he gave. And it made me want to hear other people hear their stories. And also it gave me an opportunity to sort of extend my dad's legacy. So he, you know, his build upon the good sort of theme allowed me to get that out there, which I think is a great theme and allows me to hear other people's stories. So uh, I kind of had this going for a couple of years after he passed away. I was writing a lot, coming up with these ideas. I just, all I could think about was built upon the good. So it got to the point where I started wanting to reach out to people and hear mm-hmm. their stories and then record it. So that's kind of how it, how it really all came about is from a very personal standpoint on my end. Wow. That's yeah. truly incredible. You know, like it's not an easy yeah. thing to do. Yeah, but absolutely. <laughs> it's it's quite it's quite interesting how you actually want to hear those stories and yeah, that's that's incredible. Um, Keen, so how have you been recording your shows? You know, what is your mic setup? Hurt. I actually, when I first started, I was I had no idea what I was doing, and so I wanted to be able to talk to people, and I knew a lot of people I might not be able to do in person. So the first thing that came to mind was I would use my iPhone. I already had a Google Voice number. Mm-hmm. So that allowed me, I knew at least I could record it. And I actually had no idea when I was starting what mm-hmm. I was going to do beyond that point. I just figured if I could get an interview, if I could record it, somehow I'll figure out through you know the internet, talking to other people, <laughs> I'll figure out how to get it where I can edit it and, and okay. put it out there. So my first few interviews I did were actually over Google Voice. I live in New York and mm-hmm. I had someone out in California I had someone in Florida, there was someone in Texas, mm-hmm. so I had to figure out how to do it. So I started with Google Voice. I couldn't see them. That made it awkward. It's a lot easier when you can see the person you're talking to. Yeah. Uh, so that's how I started. And then I, when I got things where I was meeting with people in person and doing it, I wanted to be able to travel lightly. So I just used my iPhone and I would mm-hmm. use um, an app called Voice Record Pro. Mm-hmm. And again, mm-hmm. it was a free app. I, didn't, I wasn't going to put any money into this because I didn't know what I was doing. So that's how I started doing it. So I record from there. And then my setup, once I had it, now I'm using Zoom. That's about as technical as I get. I'll use Zoom. But uh, I will just take it. I'll take the files and I'll move it right over to Audacity. So for Mm -hmm. me, it was important not to spend money in the beginning because Mm -hmm. one, I didn't know what I was doing. And two, I wanted to be able to try things out myself. 
So with Audacity, I knew it was free. So I moved it over um, into there. And then that's where I started doing real basic edits. I wanted to try to have a show that was pretty much the same way it was as I was talking to the person. So I, I knew I didn't have the editing ability. Mm-hmm. So that's really, for me, it was very simple. It was with iPhone, using the, using my mic with my, my headset. Uh, mm-hmm. Really basic. That's how I started doing it. And that's, to be honest with you, that's how I do the majority of it. I need to get a new camera, a video camera, because mm-hmm. I'm just using my laptop. It's not very clear. Mm-hmm. But that, that's really it. I try to keep it very simple. I think the first step in this is like actually switching over to Zoom and Audacity. Because mm-hmm. um, in my opinion, like, it's it if you get a good mic yes it helps if you get a good cam it helps but uh, you know learning the process i think is as equally important yes. so what happens is like people invest uh, in uh, the microphone and they realize actually i don't want to do this you know that's when <laughs> yeah. that, that's yeah. when you know it's like wait why did i invest recently a report came out you know apple has over 2 million podcasts uh, yeah. shows up but they only have like 700,000 plus active. So, you know, yeah. the, I, I think the mistake people, podcasters make who go through Podfit is like they buy expensive microphones, they, you know, they do the research, but actually they realize, hey, maybe I actually don't want to do this long term. Yeah. So actually, yeah. you know, putting in the processes and, you know, identifying the softwares and that helps. That really helps. In yeah. That sense. Yeah. And that's really how I got started with everything. So Keen, um tell us more about you know uh, editing the editing process of how how do you do it on audacity do you like self thought yourself or how do you do that yeah I, i'll be really honest with you when i started i had a notebook so mm-hmm. i would stay up at night late to 2 in the morning and i have a day job so for me mm-hmm. it was it was tough you know in the beginning i'm trying to edit things and i'm actually writing out okay uh, i want to do this how do i how do I make it so the volume is all kind of the same where there aren't high sort of arcs? And, mm-hmm. and I have a buddy, one of my best friends is a musician. So he has a good idea how to use it, mm-hmm. but he's not here. Um, again, I'm in New York, he's in California. So I would send him a text message mm-hmm. <laughs> and say, hey, I'm trying to do this. So that's how I really did it. It was a lot of it was trial and error. It was mm-hmm. me trying to figure out, listen to it again. Does that sound better? And then I would write it down in the notebook so that the next time I did it, I knew. After, you know, two or three times getting some episodes out, it was a lot easier. But the editing part of it, um, mm-hmm. I try to keep it as simple as possible simply because I'm still learning. And I know you can always go back with Audacity. You can hit the undo button, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, basically to go back. But I'll admit, I, you know, I've, I have about 20 shows out roughly. I have a bunch that are going to be coming out as well. And mm-hmm. I'm still a bit scared when it goes in Audacity, not because of the program, it's a great program. I'm just still learning it. So I'm always worried that I'm going to hit the wrong button. So, mm-hmm. so I'm technically, I need to learn a lot more. I'm just mm-hmm. doing the real basics. Um, but that's it. From there, I go right to, I go into Lipsyn once I save it. So you actually host it on Lipsyn and you push yes. it out to your mainstreaming. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah, Why that's li- it. Exactly. Why Lipsyn? That's a good question. It, part of it was when I was doing a ton of research. And mm-hmm. when I mentioned that I had these interviews mm-hmm. set up ahead of time, that I've had some mm-hmm. for two years before I even put them out, uh, part of me was just procrastinating because I was trying to figure out what to do. So through the research, I thought Libsyn had, for me, it seemed to be easy to understand. It was kind of mm-hmm. a thing where there was a free month. You could look at it. I also started listening to Dave Jackson, 
who does mm-hmm. a whole show on sort of podcasting. For me, that that helped with the lips inside. And mm-hmm. then to be honest too, I you know start listening to you. It helps me. I get an idea of what are other people using. How are they mm-hmm. doing this? And so for me, with Lipson right now, I feel pretty comfortable uh, mm-hmm. with them because again, I'm you know each show I put out, mm-hmm. you kind of learn more. It's now I'm going through the motions. So and I know they're trying to upgrade and keep improving. And for me, I like at the very end when I'm done with everything, just before I put publish, I can quickly see everything. I can see okay, it's going to at this time. And a lot of times I'll 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 actually finish editing right towards the end of the night. So I'll mm-hmm. say okay at two a.m. I want you to publish it, that sort of a thing. So that whenever everyone okay. wakes up in the morning and things like that, it's there. But I like having the ability to say on Facebook, I want you to actually publish it at 6.30 in the morning or 8.30. Mm-hmm. I, like, I like being able to do those little things there because it allows me in the morning when I get up to then I can see that, okay, I did that. And mm-hmm. So I, I like the ease of it. As a podcaster, Keen, what has been your biggest challenge? <laughs> That's a, that's a good question. I mean, I, I know uh, I talk about technology, but I also think a lot of times it's easy to to make it harder than it really is to kind of get the fear of it to take over. But the the challenge for me, I'll be honest, is actually not as much the technology side of it, although I can get better. It's simply as you try to grow, it's the idea of you want to be authentic. You want to do little pieces of your um of your podcast is almost like a trailer or a teaser. Mm-hmm. So part of it is I'm, I'm part of the issues I have is maybe putting a little bit out there on social media enough to hopefully make people want to see it, but not give sort of too much away. Um, so to try to basically balance between, Hey, here's something you might like. And then also I don't want to give you too much. So, because I'm not, you know, knock on wood, I've been able to get guests of all different types um, mm-hmm. relatively easy. I think, I think the background of build upon the good is kind of appeasing to people. They, they like it. So they, they also want to share their story. So I've been fortunate in that part, but as far as the actual putting together a podcast, I think once it's out, it's how do you grow? That's something that's been frustrating because I have a day job. Mm-hmm. So I try to set things up the night ahead of time or a couple nights ahead. So during the day, I'm basically taking something and then just putting it out there. So that gotcha. that's that's something I I definitely struggle with. You know, so actually, the scheduling part and just ensuring that it goes out. Yeah, yep, and just try like how 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 do you grow? You know, it's uh, the numbers are always consistent and they're they're growing, but it's one of those things where because I'm I, I don't want to spend money, and I know eventually you have to maybe at some point to do ads and I. And again, mm-hmm. listening to your show, that's been nice to hear people come on and them talking about it and you talking about this is how you can promote your show different mm-hmm. ways is I'm trying to figure out how to do that, I guess, a little bit better because again, I started using my whole thing is, is if it only costs me my time right now, mm-hmm. then, then I'm winning because I believe in the message that I'm trying to put out there and other people's stories. So I do believe ultimately that's going to, that's going to keep growing. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's if I cannot spend money and keep, you know, keep, keep my money right now to, my, to myself as I build this, that that's the sort of the biggest issue I guess I'd have mm-hmm. is how do I continue to grow without spending money really. And how do you actually promote, you know, we're talking about promotion. How do you promote your shows currently? Good. Um, for the, as far as the basic social media, I have a, a Facebook page. Um, Instagram. I actually love Instagram, but my following mm-hmm. is a lot smaller 
LinkedIn, mm-hmm. it's bigger. And I think, I think there's more professionals obviously on LinkedIn and people are more open to following and connecting. That's helped a lot. Word of mouth has helped. And mm-hmm. one thing I'll give one example directly from the podcast that has been a benefit is it reconnected me with my hometown and my hometown newspaper cool. as well. So I kind of have a partnership with them where I started writing some recap articles. So if nice. I do a podcast and someone is from that area where I grew up or they have a good story or their family, I'll do a recap. So there'll be the podcast episode, but then I'll mm. also do a, a written recap and they put it in the newspaper. So it's, it's been great because it's a nice partnership and we're both benefiting mm-hmm. from it. And it's also a bit of a feel good story because I, I like being able to talk to people from my hometown. I like having, mm-hmm. you know, them read the stuff and, and see what I'm doing. And again, it's another way that for me, I'm extending my dad and also my mom, but my, mm-hmm. my dad's message will build upon the good. I'm extending that. So for me, it's, it's a win-win. I'm just happy to, to do it. To that, that has helped, you know, that that's as much as social media that's helped. And then I do those, I do the little videos because I'm doing zoom. I'm doing the videos. And mm-hmm. if anyone's following me on, on social media, if I don't do a, if I have an episode, but I don't do an actual video clip, that literally means because that interview was either face to face and I didn't have a video <laughs> version of it or it was over Google voice. So right, I didn't have right, a, right. a video. So I have to do quotes. I'll do a photo of them with a quote from the, the interview. That's why I got Gotcha, gotcha. Now, if there's this tool that actually sort of helps you with your challenge, you know, solves a problem you face in in the podcasting, um, in your podcasting journey, what tool would that be, or what app would that be? Would it be? I would actually love, and <laughs> you're probably going to tell me it's already out there, but mm-hmm. I thought about this and. I I love doing Zoom because it allows me to meet with anyone that's not even around. But mm-hmm. ultimately, um, like you and I talking right now, I feel connection because I'm also, you know, mm-hmm. I'm looking at you, we're talking. Yep. So I can do it. So if there is an app, I mean, pardon me thought of almost just using my cell phone because eventually as COVID and these issues we're dealing with, you know, hopefully really die off and we're able to actually get together with more people, especially here in the United States. I would love to start doing face-to-face meetings. Uh-huh, and doing the yeah. interviews that way again because it's such a great connection and the ones that mm-hmm. I have done face to face uh it's just they're so genuine because you're you're sitting there you might be sharing a beer or something together with a person so i would love to have an app that's on my cell phone so it might it might be zoom but something like that similar where i can just put it there and i mm-hmm. know that when i leave i have a video version and the audio version because i don't want to carry stuff with me i don't want to have mm-hmm. a backpack with things i don't want to have to worry about batteries dying out for me, it's all about being nimble. It's about, I just want to be able to have my cell phone and I want to get decent video and audio. So if there's an app out there that's like that, and uh, especially if it's free or close to it, <laughs> you know, that's for me right now where I'm at, that's, that's what I'm looking for because I believe pretty soon everyone's going to be, you know, closer together Great. again. And, and I, I want to be doing face-to-face again. But Zoom, especially Zoom, in a, great. And especially in a time, especially in a time where, you know, like, Everybody is jumping on the becoming a podcaster because yeah, yep. there are plenty of apps coming out. Squadcast is one, Descript is one, Clubhouse is another. You know, yeah. Mark Cuban's Fireside Chat, which is coming up. There are plenty of apps. So, to me, I think podcasting is something where a lot of people are just going to get on. They're going to sort of be a podcaster, understand the value of podcasting. Yes. The only issue I see is like it's going to get very crowded. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Leisure. Yeah. The joke yeah. is always, you know, everyone and their mother has a podcast now. And, and I think what you said when you mentioned the stat about Apple with the two million yeah. compared to actually seven hundred thousand or whatever that stuff, I, I I completely understand what you're saying too because it's mm-hmm. it's very easy to start something and then just mm-hmm. quickly die off. So yeah, I'm one hundred percent you know sticking with this and going to keep uh, moving. I forward. think I think the key would be like how we actually sort of like keep the consistency, the process, yes. and the promotion on point. Absolutely. These are the three, I think, which would uh, yes. sort of give a successful podcast in that sense. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. And that's something I struggle with probably a lot of people, the consistency, mm-hmm. because you may yeah. get a bunch of interviews at once and then mm-hmm. you're trying to figure out how to schedule them. So it's, and then all of a sudden you might, especially with a day job, sometimes it's tough to, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, figure out, okay, I'm not exactly. going to be able to, to do something unless they can do it at night. So hopefully I know, um, you know, listeners had a good insightful listen to your story keen you know okay. it's not every day like someone starts a podcast and sort of just wants to hear good stories and that's that's something um which is rare or something yeah. which is not done on a daily basis so i'm glad you shared it on magic mike you know that was oh, thank you truly, I'm, um, I'm honored to be here inspiring thank you so much keen thank you Ryan. as a final yeah. question as a final question i ask this to all my guests <laughs> What did you have for breakfast this morning? <laughs> it's so funny because I was when I was literally eating breakfast this morning, I thought about that and I was like, he's going to ask me. <laughs> <laughs> no, normally, normally, I have yogurt with granola in it. Right. And this morning, I only had granola with my coffee. I always drink coffee. Right. So that's it. I tend not to eat a lot at breakfast. I'm more of a, a lunch guy, lunch and dinner guy. Perfect one. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the show, Keen. You know, I oh, hope you, you had a great time. I hope the I listeners did. had a good, insightful listen as well. Absolutely. I'm honored to be here. Thank you. I'm enjoying Magic Mike. Appreciate it. <laughs>